Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJD 800. Coming up after 10.15, an all-female <clears throat> panel joins me and we'll go live on Facebook. We'll talk about what is it that women talk about together when they're away from the husbands, when they're not in couples, when it's the girls' night out, for example, or girls' weekend. We'll talk also about social media. Is it the place to talk about your breakup or to declare your undying love? Uh, and many more topics tonight. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion at 514-800. You can always email me as well to lori at drlaurie.com. So if you have a specific question about sex, love, relationships, 514-800 to text in. But before I get into your questions, I want to invite you to text me tonight and uh, let me know if you would like to join our party. On August 23rd, Passion celebrates 20 years on the air. We are having a party uh, here at the station with a live broadcast. It's uh, by invitation only because, of course, space uh, is limited. So I'm giving away tickets every night uh, to the event. All you have to do is text me at 514-800. Tell me why you would like to <clears throat> attend. You will get to meet our regular uh, contributors. We will have performances by Stephen Voice, Melissa Plett, and Dolly Blonde. Uh, Dan Laxer of CJD will be emceeing the whole event. We're going to have a couple of booths as well, like exploration booths, like one kink booth, one sex toy uh, booth. We're going to have world-renowned artist Eric Waugh, who will be doing a live painting, which will later go on uh, up for auction. We're also going to play Dirty Minds throughout the evening to win some amazing uh, prizes. And some of our uh, prize sponsors uh, include Aneros, WeVibe, Wicked, Shunga, Capino, uh, Private Trainer uh, Lauren Huberman, 360 Punch, Restaurants Vivaldi, Del Frisco's, and Otavio's. We've got certificates and all kinds of stuff, uh, tons of prizes. Uh, the whole uh, place will be decorated by Poppin' Balloons. Plus, Cook and Date will be sponsoring a dessert reception as well, uh, and uh, lots more fun, and everybody gets a gift bag. It's, it's going to be a really, really fun night. So text me, 514-800. I'll also be posting it on Facebook, so you can tell me there why you would like to uh, attend as well. And we'll pick winners. So we'll just keep picking winners until uh, until the event. All right. First uh, question by email. I've been seeing a man for eight months. I'm newly single after 30-plus years of marriage. I don't know how dating works in the 50s. I see him mostly once a week and occasionally every two weeks. Occasionally, he's visiting friends on weekends. He has a busy work schedule. I find myself longing to see him more and have mentioned this a couple of times. Time spent together was an issue in my marriage. I have a great time with him when we are together, but the time between bugs me. What should I do? I don't believe he's dating anyone else. He texts one or two times a week. So this is eight months together. I There's something missing here for me. There's a, the definition of this relationship. Have it doesn't sound like it's a serious relationship, or maybe it's more serious on your end than on his end, because to me it sounds rather casual when somebody texts once or twice a week and you get together once a week, once every two weeks. That's not uh, anywhere near a serious relationship, and I'm not so sure 
that um, he's not dating anyone else. How do you know he's not dating uh, anyone else? So to me, it's what do you want? What are you looking for? Are you looking for a regular partner, a, a more serious partner, a companion to do a lot more stuff with and to hang out with more? If that's what you're looking for, that's what you need to say. This is what I want. If you are unable or unwilling to be that for me or to have that kind of relationship, then maybe it's time you looked elsewhere, really. But you should be having uh, that conversation. And if things don't change, then there should, be, uh, there should be consequences on your part. So you have to set the boundaries for yourself. What is it that you want? And be very clear about what it is that you are looking for. And if and maybe that's when he'll say, look, I'm, I just want something casual. I'm really not interested in having anything serious with anybody. Um, then you get to say, okay, uh, all right, fine. Or, well, no, I, I want more. But sitting in the wings and hoping and waiting and, and being upset and uh, all of that isn't helping you or him at all. Uh, so it's something that uh, you definitely need to discuss. Um, let's see, question here, or question or comment. Uh, I really want to come because I have plenty of questions regarding anxiety and depression that I suffer from. Well, we're not going to, unfortunately, at the anniversary party be talking too much uh, there's no private sessions going to be happening there or talking about that. But if you want to come just to have fun, we certainly will put you in on, on the uh, on the list. Um, Jessica writes, uh, I would love to come. I'm a big fan of the show. Been following and contributing for years now. That's wonderful. Thank you very much. Uh, another uh, question. I sometimes have these thoughts to have sex with someone other than my partner. I feel it is because of my curiosity. I want to know what sex will feel like with other types of girls, such as other shapes than my wife or other nationalities, etc. Is it normal? Yes, fantasizing is normal. Listen, people will uh, look at pornography and masturbate and the the porn stars look very different from their actual partners. It doesn't mean they want their partners any less, but there is a certain level of curiosity and arousal and, and um, difference, and that's the arousing part. The important thing is that it's, a, it, it's not just what's in your thoughts, but it's your acting. So if you're not seeking out any partners, if you're not actively pursuing anything, uh, even down to like sexting someone or trying to connect with real people, even if it's online, that would be a betrayal to, um, to your spouse. But you're asking if curiosity is normal. And of course, curiosity uh, is normal. I mean, that's, uh, anyone will tell you that. Anyone will tell you that. By the way, if you text me in and tell me that you want to go to the party, please include your name with that text message so we know who we're calling out uh, and, and people will be reached. We'll, we'll let out the names at the end of the show, but then we'll, uh, we'll be able to, uh, to get in touch with you. Um, I have a question about female ejaculation. If a female achieves orgasms and ejaculation on a regular basis, however, has not ejaculated in about two weeks, what does that mean? Her and her partner may be trying too hard. However, I wanted to know if it's just a phase 
or perhaps her vagina has changed form and is therefore affecting her uh, ability to ejaculate. I would much appreciate some answers as well as more information regarding female ejaculation. So bottom line means absolutely nothing. Uh, The harder you try, the more anxious you become, the less likely you are to relax enough to let it happen. Nothing has changed to the vagina. That's that's, uh, very doubtful that it is due to that and that there has been a major change in two weeks. Uh, it to in that respect, uh, but an orgasm is much more related to what goes on in the female brain. Uh, the more relaxed the brain is, uh, the more relaxed the body is, and the more likely to have any type um, of orgasm. Now, female ejaculation ejaculation occurs in some women, not all women. Um, often related to uh, G-spot stimulation, but not always. Uh, So stimulation on the internal, inside, about two inches in, on the outer wall of the vagina, when that area gets stimulated, um, then that could produce, may or may not, sometimes or sometimes not. That's just the way uh, it is. But the, the, the mind and body has to be in a relaxed state for uh, for this to happen. I agree 100%. Your advice to the texter, there are men who hang around you for a year and two years. The woman thinks that they are in a committed relationship, a real coupledom, and the guy is like, no, we never talked about being exclusive. Uh, that's a very good point. Talk it out so that you know what page he's on and uh, you're not wasting uh, your time. Coming up, the ladies join us. Uh, we have Maya Cooper, Paris Mansouri, and Erica Diamond in studio with us discussing all ki- about all kinds of topics. If you want to know anything from a female perspective, you just reach out to us or watch us live on Facebook. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Tonight we call it the Passion View. That means it's an all-ladies panel talking about sex, love, relationships. In studio with me, Erica Diamond. She is the founder of womenonthefence.com. She's a certified life coach and yoga teacher and lifestyle and parenting correspondent on Global. She's an author, a speaker, all that jazz. Lots and lots of uh, ways to uh, reach Erica and find her all over. Maya Cooper, can't find her anywhere. Uh, <laughs> blocked out all social media. Except for here tonight. Except for here. I guess she's a regular on the on the Passion View. And, of course, another regular is Paris Mansouri, who is our CJD 800 contributor, marketing specialist, and social media maven, and all kinds of other things. And uh, who takes care of all of our Facebook Live feeds, which we are on now. So if you would like to go to our page, uh, go to the uh, Dr. Lori Batito page and you can interact with us in between segments as well and find out a lot more about what our uh, what our participants here uh, do outside of this. All right, couple of things I wanted to discuss. So Maya and I, we were talking uh, off air, you were saying that you had just come back from a weekend with a bunch of couples, right? Like yeah, a bunch of friends. A bunch of friends. Sans kids. Sans kids, of course, the best, the best kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
somebody was saying like, yeah, it's like a girl's weekend, but with the guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. That's not a girl's weekend. And, <laughs> right. and you were saying like, you know, you there was open communication and, and the talk of sexuality came up and stuff. But you were saying like you would feel far more comfortable talking openly with just the girlfriends than with the guys around. Absolutely. And we, we found ourselves on Saturday night sitting around the bonfire and, you know, people were loose and having fun and maybe a couple of drinks and maybe some other stuff. And uh, it was it was fun and it was light and it was fun. Did I say that? Yes. And we were chatting and about everything and there was a lot of talk about you know, sex and jokes and it's, it's, it's the kind of crowd that just that you flies. could do it. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Everybody with the same level sense of humor and the conversation was heading in a certain direction. Uh, and, and I, I found it really interesting. I'm usually right in that conversation, certainly when it's all with all the girls, but I found that I, I, I couldn't bring myself to be in that conversation at the same level and with the same gusto maybe <laughs> as, as I would when it was just girls. So a, because my husband was there and my husband and I will have these conversations, no problem. Right. But there were also other people's husbands there. Right. And having men there just changes the dynamic. Right. It's not and bad. It's just different. Which leads me to the question or the discussion point. What, what do girls talk about? I, and ladies talk about, and I want to get from our listeners too, when, when all the ladies go out and you go out for dinner, what do you talk about? Because I know the guys are interested in knowing what do you really talk about? Do you talk about me? Do you talk about our sex life? Do you, what do you talk about, Erica? It depends on the group. <laughs> it depends on the group. Okay. Some groups of friends are more conservative and they don't want to talk about it. I find I do not I have, have those friends. No, but <laughs> no, I do. I do have a couple of friends who are slightly, they're under, over five years marriage, under 10 years. So mm -hmm. they're kind of like in the, and I find those years a little for some couples perhaps they're having a transition seven year frequency itch. of certain things nope. and they don't like to listen to people who are out there and having a really good time or in the early portions of their relationships, relationships. or marriage it's always like oh you're gonna see oh you're gonna see in a few years that's gonna go away so oh, you're, you're like as the that. single gal talking with the married ladies in a way right? whether i'm i've always found whether i'm single or in a relationship or dating or traveling it, it's always like it goes back to the stories of kindergarten or who has the flu and who had lice and things like that oh god oh god no. we, we, we don't we, talk we don't, about that we don't we don't talk <laughs> it's about not that. always like that but it's i feel like the, it's at the age group my friends have mostly children within the ages of like three and mid-teens or under uh -huh. so i'm thinking maybe they're at different points uh, no, no no well no it my, my friends we, yeah it's the crowd <laughs> <laughs> you got to hang out with me and my friends, Paris, a little bit more. Erica, what about you? So I, my whole life, I've always had different circles of female friends, and that keeps it great for me. So I have a group of friends where, honestly, we talk about our kids most of the time. It's not that exciting. That's right. <laughs> like we talk about, you know, I have a kid going in 11th grade. What's everyone doing next year? Where is everyone applying to? What kind of an average do you need to get in? I mean, that's not really a sexually charged conversation. Is there but do you have... Absolutely, of okay. course. With like, other groups, though, you're saying. Like, no. I mean, we do. I do sometimes, but I have other conversations. I mean, it depends how the night's going. It depends on the day of the week. I mean, anything can happen in any one of these. I have a but question. But we definitely talk about sex, um, sex frustrations. Um, we talk about how great they are. We talk about how frustrated we are. We talk about um, 
who we think's hot sometimes. <laughs> like, like I said to someone today, I think John Mayer is so hot. And I, I mean, my Jason husband knows Momoa. this. I love, if I ever get to meet John Mayer, I mean, I don't know what I'll do. I, just, I love him. But Vin Diesel. Jason Momoa. Yeah. These are all your hall passes, girls? <laughs> I'm wondering, does it ever, when you have these open, and I imagine very honest conversations yeah. with friends, are they friends you've had a long time or are they friends that you've made because of your children's parents' friends and that's a social circle? That's a great question. So when I'm with my baby group girls, and these are the girls who I've, I've we've kind of gone out over the years and I was bonded and joined together them because of our kids. Our kids happen to come up. Okay. Um, if I'm going out with one or two girls, I mean, it, 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 depends. Dep- it, dep- it depends the circle of friends. And generally, the conversation is more or less the same. But uh, do you find there's groups. competition at any point? If somebody's child has better grades, has a better lifestyle, you know, you're financially doing better, your career is better. Or if, if is there any sort of... Can we just get back to the t- sex no, topic? No, but no, I do want to get to that because I wonder if like... Because again, this was like a recent co- conversation. Okay. We went away for the weekend with uh, for a friend. It was her birthday. She had a fight with her husband. The original time we were supposed to go out. So this is when we went. And everyone was kind of like consoling her. But there's this one lady That's in no the group. Fun. She was like, oh, you know, I'm so lucky. It's been 13 years and we've never had that. And we're like, why are you Why are you bringing this up? Misplaced bragging. You always have sometimes one person in the group that brings it back to her life. You know, it's like, yeah. well, me and well me uh yeah and she went into you have that great detail about the toys that they were using and how so what you're saying is at that point it wasn't appropriate but i'm wondering like, that's not the appropriate time it, to talk about the sex toys you're using with why, your husband but here's the thing because then afterwards somebody approached her like on the sunday and she was like well you know i was hoping to inspire you guys mm. <laughs> <laughs> then bring everybody a sex toy if but, you want to inspire yeah. them i just want to directly answer your, your the end of your question which was what do girls talk about yes um and my i mean for me everything right Everything. There's really nothing when it's just girls and when it's the kind of girls that you can have that conversation with. There's really nothing that's off the table. I haven't right. yet encountered a situation where everyone's like, yeah, you know what? I'm really not comfortable. Let's change the right. subject. I've never. never. I've never had that either. And I, I think it, it's the, the friends, obviously, we pick to hang around with that have the same, whether it's the same level of openness, values, uh, what have you. I mean, it has happened where I may be in a group of people that are not just my friends and I watch my mouth a little more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know how these people are going to do. But, you know, it's easy when when I, when they know what I do. So it's like I get a pass. Well, so you you're know? an exception. But I, I, get, I get a pass. <laughs> I, Dr. Lori, I really appreciate being with people like you because I really, I, it's actually one of my pet peeves is stuffy people. I can't kind of describe what I mean by that, but like prissy, stuffy, oh, you're a little Miss Perfect. Yeah. I don't, I don't have friends like that. I don't like that. I don't jive with that. I'm a transparent open and uh my kid makes diarrhea so why are you embarrassed (laughs) why are you why say the word diarrhea oh my god you know like i I can't take that i don't have friends like that i don't like that that's not that's not my vibe so i love people like you i want to be with people like you because i want to talk about this stuff right you know so i love an important part of life women seem to want to talk about it a lot is that what you yeah that's my experience yes and that's my experience too is that 
it's easy to talk like uh, I find I don't know I'd love to hear from other listeners do they talk about sex with their their friends I mean everybody here does we all you know a lot of people want to know like what do women really talk about I think men are concerned that we're talking about them specifically but oftentimes it's I think what Erica was saying, sometimes it may be frustrations or it may be things that we we do talk to our girlfriends about. But I think we resolve things by doing this. And I think this is something we're trained, socialized to be able to do that men don't have. So, for example, if, uh, you know, if a woman has trouble with an orgasm, she might talk to her friends about it but if a guy does it's unlikely that he's going to talk to his friends he's not going to say hey dude what do you do to last longer like i only last 10 seconds you know what do you he's not going to say that i don't think so anyhow i when i was married i felt completely comfortable speaking about the intimacy stuff but not at all comfortable sharing like emotional things and with who with your girlfriend with my girlfriends i would if if we would have fights or disagreements I would never express to what degree it was because I didn't want them to judge him and I didn't want that to carry on to our relationship Agreed. when we would have get-togethers or gatherings because you you sort it out as a couple. But what I realize now is that sometimes you should be talking about those I, things. I understand yeah, that. I, I understand works. not betraying. I mean, you, I, I've been a, I, I've been a blogger for a decade. I've written about my life, my personal life, and some some very you know super personal things. I understand there's there's a line that you shouldn't cross with your partner where issues sex and other should be kept at home you know in your house but so I with think girlfriends you can cross close, that line <laughs> there is you can yeah you sometimes certain, you cross that line degree. because you yeah. you get you get help and, and yeah. it, it actually helps you give you another perspective resolve it your friends can say did you try this or maybe you need to talk about this or yeah you know there there are ways of of uh, doing this right uh coming up i want to talk about social media is it your is that the place to really talk about uh your breakup do you think you gain support by sharing bad news what about when you share like the gushy really mushy stuff is that annoying to you or like when you see posts from people oh to the love of my life and, da, 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 da. and uh so is there that i want to hear your thoughts on that at 514-800 remember we are live on facebook uh, so you can go to my dr Lori batito page watch us live interact with us and don't forget to send in your text as to why you would like to come to our uh, passion 20th anniversary party on august 23rd From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Is Facebook the place to talk about your breakup? Do you think you, people talk about their breakup to get more support, or would they get more support by sharing bad news in person? Do you think it's helpful? What about those that declare their love on Facebook? You know those mushy posts that people post? I don't know. I often roll my eyes. I, I mean, I, it's very lovely and it's nice, but I'm like, just go tell the person in person that you love them. Why, like, it's you and your husband or you and your boyfriend. Like, 
Why does that have to be on Facebook? I don't get it. But anyway, that's just me. Uh, we talk about that uh, with Erica Diamond, founder of uh, WomenOnTheFence.com. She's a lifestyle and parenting correspondent on Global TV. Maya Cooper is here, a regular on The Passion View, and Paris Mansouri, of course, who's behind the camera and on the microphones. Uh, so a couple of uh, texters here. If another couple's happiness is causing me discomfort, I think this is what Paris was talking about, I tend to analyze the reason behind it. If other people's happiness doesn't make me happy, I work on it. I heal it. And it happens, let's be honest, which that's a really good answer. It's like there's something wrong if I'm not happy because somebody else is happy, right? Makes sense. Uh, uh, Drew, just Drew says, I thought that when women were together, were out together, they would send one to get drinks and talk about her. No, uh, no. (laughs) Maybe the really catty ones, but the ones that really have love and affection for each other are not going to be doing that. Exactly. Uh, This texter says, um, hi, Dr. Lori's ladies. Have you ever experienced being with a guy who had a fetish? And if so, how did you feel about it? As always, feel comfortable (laughs) not to answer my question. So these are like very personal questions. We tend not to go that personal but if anybody wants to answer feel free ever first of all let's just say ever been with a guy i've been with the same guy since i'm 19 <laughs> so have you ever been with a guy i'm with the same guy right. for forget me. you forget Erica. forget me i am also for the last 20 years with the same guy but i can tell you that when i was in my late teens early 20s one of my very good friends at the time was dating a guy who loved to smell her armpits. Regardless, <laughs> if they smelled good, if they smelled bad, I think especially if they smelled That's bad. A fetish, he, yeah. He had an armpit uh-huh. fetish. Oh, God. And I just didn't know what to do with that information. I mean, nothing. Obviously, it's well, not my business. How did your friend feel about it? She she was, I mean, generally speaking, she was okay with it, but she did find it a bit odd, and she was happy to kind of, um, to, to humor <laughs> Indulge him. him. Indulge yeah. him. Right, right, right. Uh, they didn't end okay. up together, so I'm not really sure All if he's right. still smelling armpits somewhere There's else. There's your answer. I don't know, Paris, if you want to answer that. Well, I've always found that when somebody focuses on something, whether it's a fetish or whether like, oh, you have such lovely, like, whatever, eyes, hair, smile, whatever it is, it makes me really self-conscious about it because I feel like then it always has to look good or a certain way. I get that. I, I don't know. Yeah, but it, that's not really a, a fetish. No, but yeah. So I think if you person... must know, there was a guy, he had a foot thing oh, and it was okay. always like whenever I would wear open toe or sandals. And then I remember I was like, is my nail polish okay? Oh, like, okay. So you got obsessive about like, yeah. I, need a, I need a pedicure. I need a pedicure. It was always. Right. And, and is it like, turning him on? I guess. You're wondering. Yeah. And then afterwards, it's like at one point he was like, mom, if you're listening, it was like if he wanted to massage it. And, you know, you sometimes in the summer, if you're wearing after a run, after, you know, in heels. And there was one time I remember I didn't have any stockings on. You're talking about I, stinky feet. Just say it. It wasn't okay? stinky feet. It was okay. clammy. Okay. And he okay. wanted clammy, to massage them right away. And I'm like, right. well, I don't want you to touch them. <laughs> it just became really weird. Okay. And I understand he, th- people who have fetishes, they don't see Fair it Fair enough. Way. You shared. What, what, what I think whatever floats your boat, you know, as right. long as it's between two consenting That's adults. Right. You want to smell my armpits? You want to smell of my my hair? You, you want to lick my com- eyeball? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I Ew. mean, if that, we both that, love it, we should both do it, I think. Right. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right. On social media, uh, talking about posting. So we're talking about, um, I was reading this article. I mean, listen, there are 2 billion people who use Facebook each month. I mean, that, that's a lot of people. And a lot of people post a lot of stuff. Like, there's an enormous amount of self-disclosure. And I see um, 
you know, oftentimes people who talk about a bad breakup or something terrible is happening to them or what have you. And you like there was a study done on how people respond to that, right? And you, I think the people who post things like this are looking for support or looking for sympathy or they're looking for something. Otherwise, for why, why are you posting this, right? Uh, but a lot of people who were um, like uh, asked about this, this kind of thing were actually not all that comfortable with those kinds of uh, disclosures, you know? Uh, and, and they didn't like there was just they, there wasn't an openness to really engage in that kind of thing. They tended to avoid engaging in uh, with those kinds of posts. But then there's the other side of it. Well, as it prob- well, it probably t- it, it, it could turn people off. Right. If it's so it, it can turn people off. Yeah. Just like, I, yeah, I don't want to know about it. You have why don't you speak to a therapist or speak to a friend? Maybe I'm not you qualified feel it's, or-, or it's not my business. Or why are you telling me this? Or you, you know, maybe right. that's a reaction by some people. Or, the, or, or you look at it and say, what you, you question, like, what are you, you know, what are you looking for? Like, why do you need to tell everybody but there- about all your issues? I mean, I've read what I see a lot in my feed is fathers in the hospital going through a really hard time. um, Any notes of of prayers or any, you know, would be most appreciated. So that's a kind of open invitation to share thoughts or prayers or feelings. That's very different, I think, than than the affection or the disclosing, you know, breakups. That's that's very intimate. I agree. I just feel it's a kind of like a cry for something, right? You're you're begging someone to say something. Either I'm so sorry, or I'm here if you need support, or the guy's a schmuck. <laughs> Forget about him, or you know. I, I well, don't then know there's people... the other side, right? There's the people who post all the, the 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 gushy stuff, the mushy stuff, and I I don't know. I've talked to other friends about it who are like Dania's not here. She'd have a lot to say about that because this is one of her pet peeves. You know, it's like. Just go tell your partner you love them. It doesn't have to be posted on social media that you Dr. love Lori, your partner. Is there an underlying thing with that though? Is I don't. That, well, what do you mean an underlying thing? Some, because I remember in my case, I felt like sometimes, oh wow, I'm not. I did not want to get personal like this, but here we go. Um, <laughs> Always I feel happens like when Paris when, is on. <laughs> when we would have an argument of some kind, like soon afterwards, he would go online and and be like, "I love my wife. She's the most amazing, supportive, kind." And I'm like, "What are you like? Why?" After you've had a fight, yeah, imagine. and it right. w- it was mainly triggered by something that had happened and. I was like, then if I ever go tell someone, oh, we're having issues, it's like, why? He says such amazing things about you. Right. You know? But that sounds manipulative. That's, that's also what ex- I'm saying. exhibitionist. To a, maybe not in that case, but in general, your your question about is there an underlying issue? Yeah. I would suggest that, that people who are posting that level of intimacy, maybe not that example, but the overindulgence of... Of like I the I love yous to the to the moon and back. Why aren't you telling your partner? Yes. Why it's, it's why like, does it have to be public? Why, why isn't right. that a personal thing? Why does it have to be public? You're putting Erica. it on display, and that right. I I'm with Daniel on that. We're, right. She's she's even she's even a part of this show. I love it. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I'm I don't I'm not interested. I'm right. happy for you. I'm not not happy for you. I'm just not interested in the details. Yes, guys, Erica. Guys, it's my 19th wedding anniversary Woo! in an hour. What am I going to post? So the mushiest. The... No, I'm just the mushiest. We'll mushiest. find out what Erica's going to post. <laughs>
Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. The Passion View tonight on the program. We've been talking about social media, what women talk about when they're just women posting stuff. And of course, we want to know what Erica Diamond is going to post. It's her 19th wedding anniversary. Congratulations, Erica. It's wonderful. Are you going to be all mushy on social media? No, I, I, I will. I won't be mushy. I'm a bit of a mushy person. I got like I'm. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm a little emotional, but I will. I, I try and keep it, you know, nice and not over the top and not overly ooey gooey and annoying. I'm. I'm. I'll, you know, I do my best. I just think there's a there's a a, a bit of an illusion on Facebook, right? Like yeah. on social media, people only post generally. I mean, we talked about the breakup stuff or whatever, and people will post some of their distress on there. But by and large. We see people who are overly, uh, who disclose quite a bit and are... are their happy who, lives. Their ha- yeah, only their happy lives. And you only see, but it's, look, it's normal. It's social media. We post the good stuff, generally speaking. We don't post the everyday trials and tribulations of life. We post all that good stuff. So there's an illusion that's being created. People. So when I see like all the the really gushy stuff, like from one person to the next. In other words, I want to wish my, you know, husband, you're the best. Just tell him, write it in a card and give it to him personally. Why does it have to be, why does it have to be public? I, I'm not too clear on that. I'm, I, it, I can't wrap my head around that. Uh, as one person writes, no, everything you post on social media is permanent. It could be used against you in a court of law. It could be shared all over the world to complete strangers. Your pictures could be f- used for romance scams, blackmail. Stop oversharing, folks. <laughs> I agree with that person. And that's why Maya Cooper is off Facebook. So I wanted to, I want to say something about that because everybody asks me why why do you go off of Facebook? Why do and I never really shared hugely, you know, professional um Personally, I would share things professionally or share events that my that my place of work was doing. I would use it a lot for that kind of a platform. And my family and friends would make fun of me. I have like 1,600 friends. Most of them are people I probably wouldn't say hello to if I bumped into on the street. Right. Not because I don't care about them because I wouldn't recognize them. They are. Like they're yeah. not really my friends. They're just kind of my Facebook friends. And I just, the, the answer I give is I'm just, it was too noisy. Like yeah. I was just too tired of the noise and both I needed a mental health break. I was finding myself coming home late from work and then kind of going, I plug my phone in at nights to this day. I plug my phone in and turn it off completely in the kitchen downstairs. Right. I don't see it again until, and if I don't leave my house till five to nine, I turn it on at six to nine. Right. Like that's just how I roll. And, and, but I was shutting my phone down and right before I shut it down, let me just give a quick look at Facebook. And then I'd find myself standing in the same position an hour and a half later, oh. trolling and scrolling because, you know, this egg recipe was interesting or somebody could teach me how to remove earwax or things that I didn't care about or somebody's love or somebody's hate. Like I was just, it was too much and I wasn't like, it was affecting my, it was actually affecting my schedule and my life and everything. And I thought, you know, what? I don't care. Everybody I know is on Facebook. If I really need to know something, somebody will tell me, so. guess what? That <laughs> happened. And right. like, you're going to text me tomorrow. Somebody isn't going to tell me what Erica posted and you're going to send me a screenshot. And <laughs> that, um, that's cause true. Lord knows you ain't going to be on social media. Right. And I know if I, I want to get nothing. in touch with you, I'm either already connected to you or I know I'm super resourceful. I know who to call to get your number. Like I, I don't, 
I just didn't need it. So just back to your point, one of the things that bugged me, like Dania, like it bugged Dania, was the oversharing and the the mushy-gushy, just you really want to connect to somebody, connect to them in a human way and not on a screen on Facebook. I I struggled with that a lot and I decided I just didn't want to be a part of it. And Mm -hmm. I promise you I don't have any less quality of life now what, if anything well, I have more what we were Erica. talking about at the break is what bothers me is the whole hypocrisy so you'll see a guy who will ushy gushy about his wife on their anniversary and I know he cheats on her so to me that's awful that's like right. it's all for show it's for show so we said smoke and mirrors and that's why I think you did an amazing you know kudos to you I work in social media to be very hard no, for me to I couldn't right. do it but I mean it's a highlight reel you post your highlights and then you what happens is you end up comparing your life your your you know your, your highlights your, you low, your life to, to their highlights. To, yes. to someone yeah. else's highs, and it's absolutely soul-crushing. And unless you have really good self-esteem and you're really, you know, you've worked on yourself a lot, it, it could be really damaging. So, I mean, I have these conversations with my kids all the time, like what, what you're digesting and, and how much you're on and what you're absorbing. And we have the talk all the time about what you see people at parties or whatever. Half the time, they're not even having a good time. And and I'm thankful that my kids actually are really don't suffer from FOMO, which is amazing. Mm. They have JOMO, which is they have the joy of missing out. Like I've, I've really, I believe that I believe that I've taught them that they don't care. Like when they're with their core, like two, three friends, if they see other kids doing something, they don't give a crap. They're happy where they are. And I don't know why they're like that. I'm grateful they're like that. (laughs) But it's really, it could be really damaging. And maybe I'm going to, I'm thinking of doing um, a detox day. I don't know, I'd love to do a week, but maybe a month, like where I'm completely off Off. the grid, off, off. I'm really thinking of- Between your podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Between podcasts, yeah. Global, my blog, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's going to be all that possible. Uh, Paris, last words? You're, you don't check Facebook much anymore either. You're hardly uh, on it's, there. I'm mostly on Instagram, Insta Stories, um, and IGTV. It's transitioned. And then YouTube, but less so now. TikTok, you check it out. But I mean, I do it for work Yeah, and for next clients. time I want to talk about this TikTok business because yeah. I've been hearing about it and only this last week. It's come up like four times. So I want to Been we'll, around we'll for about three that. years. I, I never heard of it Just until very recently. Just this one texture writes, Hey, Dr. Lori, my husband has an ex that keeps sending him messages on Facebook and WhatsApp, wants to know how he's doing, uh, how he's doing and all that. What should I make of that? Should I be concerned? Ladies? A, A, is he responding to her? And and is there something going on that you suspect? B, I feel like, you know, dear Henny. Um, That's okay. You can be dear Maya. B is... What would he say if you spoke to him about it? Like, talk to him about it and let him know. Maybe it's your own insecurity. Maybe it's nothing. Um, I think that you need to speak to him about it. And I also think that if he reacts in such a way when you bring it up that he's defensive about it and protective of it, I think there might be an underlying and issue. And if it makes you uncomfortable, yeah. you're he, his priority. So. And he doesn't respond to that, then right. there's an issue. That's, Agreed. That's right. Paris? And if I could just add to what you guys are saying after all that, and if he's not responsive to you, and if she does take him away, thank her. Thank the <laughs> lady who's able to do that. Boom. She did oh you a my favor. God. But on that note, uh, guys, thank you so much. Always a lively discussion. Erica Diamond, where can people find you? Womenonthefence.com or erica-diamond.com or any social media channel as you hear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm alive and awake. She's, yeah, just all the <laughs> Until time. Until her detox 24/7. day. Until, Until my detox, detox day. day. 
Uh, Maya Cooper, you can't find you can't her find anywhere, me. which is fine. Paris Mansouri is uh, at Paris Mansouri, easy enough. Um, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, right. everywhere. And uh, all these people here will be at our uh, big event on August 23rd, our live broadcast. It's celebrating our 20th anniversary on the air. That's close to, I'd say, about 5,000 episodes of passion close to that something like that uh we'd love to have you there all you have to do is send me an email or text me at 514-800 or send me an email at laurie at drlaurie.com tell me why you would like to go and uh, you just may go tonight's winners jessica and vivian will be joining us we will be in touch with you we're gonna have a lot of fun some of our regular contributors are musicians and they will be joining us in fact the the song that you'll hear at the end of the program is steven voice's song and he will be performing there along with Melissa Plett and Dolly Blonde. Dan Laxer will be there. Uh, some of our sponsors for the evening, Pop and Balloons, will be decorating Cook and Date. We'll be providing a dessert reception. We've got tons of uh, uh, prizes. Our sex toy sponsors, Aneros, We Vibe, Wicked, and Shunga, plus a couple of restaurants and all kinds of stuff. So we're very much looking forward to that. That's it for me, folks. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in and spending your precious time with me. Thank you to Chris in Master Control. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or just go to my website, drlori.com. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion. So go spread it.